0: Hello and welcome to The Top Story, a podcast that brings you the headlines of the day with the help of our correspondents from around the world, I'm Tian Yu. Coming up in this edition, China and the Solomon Islands have agreed to establish a comprehensive strategic partnership. There are fears of a civil war breaking out in Sudan as the UN Secretary General condemns reported airstrikes that have allegedly killed 22 people. And thousands have taken to the streets across Israel as Parliament prepares to vote on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's Judiciary Reform Bill. Starting in Asia, China and the Solomon Islands have announced the establishment of a comprehensive strategic partnership in the new era that's based on mutual respect and common development. Chinese President Xi Jinping met Solomon Islands Prime Minister Manasseh Sagawari in Beijing. President Xi said China upholds respect in its policies towards Pacific Island countries. He said China respects the sovereignty of island nations, respects their will and wishes, respects their culture and traditions, and respects island countries' decisions to work together for development. The president also expressed China's support for the Blue Pacific 2050 strategy. Prime Minister Sogavare is in Beijing for a week-long official visit. It's his second visit in four years. One of the main missions is to open the Solomon Islands Embassy in Beijing. The Pacific Island country established diplomatic relations with Beijing in 2019 after cutting ties with Taiwan. The Prime Minister will also travel to the provinces of Jiangsu and Guangdong. Lu Ray has more on bilateral cooperation between China and the Solomon Islands.
1: China view this as an opportunity to deepen political trust and to expand pragmatic uh, cooperation and uh, to in strengthen people-to-people exchanges. And uh, the Solomon Islands, like many other Pacific uh, island nations, uh, are facing significant challenges of development. And China, through its Belt and Road Initiative, has provided much-needed infrastructure investment. And China have been involved in many uh, projects in the Solomon Islands, including the ports, the roads, and other facilities. And last year, China had signed a, a security pact with the Solomon Islands aims to improve the peace and stability and also runs parallel and complementary to existing cooperation arrangements between the two. And China said uh, this framework was conducted in response to the request and need of the Solomon Island. Its purpose is to assist the Solomon Island social order.
0: That was Lu Sirei reporting. Elsewhere in Asia, opposition parties in South Korea have sharply criticized the head of the UN nuclear watchdog over Japan's plan to release the Fukushima nuclear wastewater. International Atomic Energy Agency chief Rafael Grossi was in Seoul for three days in an attempt to calm fears about the plan. However, his visit was met with protests from hundreds of people opposed to the Japanese government's plan. Jack Barton has
2: more from Seoul. The head of the International Atomic Energy Agency's visit to South Korea was marked by a series of protests, calling for Japan to cancel its imminent release of contaminated water from the tsunami-crippled Fukushima nuclear power plant. I am
0: very angry at the fact that Japan chose this way to minimize economic costs, despite the concerns
2: of neighboring countries.
0: I think Japan should demonstrate a more responsible to
1: toward this issue.
2: A member of the opposition Democratic Party even embarked on a hunger strike. You can
0: believe in its safety only when it probably investigates the impact on the ecosystem, but it didn't conduct such an investigation at all. So the IAEA report shouldn't be credited as a safety guarantee for our people.
2: The UN agency's secretary-general, Rafael Grossi, met with South Korean opposition politicians on Sunday, but failed to reassure them. He was told that if the water is safe, it should be used in Japan as drinking water or for industrial purposes. The South Korean government says it accepts the UN report, but will keep a ban on seafood from Fukushima and surrounding areas in place. That's not enough for some.
1: I thought I might not be able to eat fish in the future, so I have eaten a lot of seafood in advance, thinking this will be my last chance to eat it.
2: Even the DPRK criticized the plan, calling it unjust in a statement released while Grossi was on the peninsula. That was Jack Barden reporting from Seoul. Also on the story,
0: the government of New Zealand has called on Japan and the IAEA to be open and transparent about the Fukushima water discharge plan. Although the IAEA chief has given Japan the green light to release the water, scientists are questioning the reliability of Japanese data used to assess environmental risks. Owen Poland is in Auckland.
3: It could be several years before Japan's nuclear wastewater washes up on New Zealand shores. But the country's top nuclear physics expert has one major concern. My biggest concern is that just before the wastewater is released into the Pacific, that the radionuclides from the damaged reactor have not been properly filtered out. One of the main worries is that Japan and the International Atomic Energy Agency have relied on safety standards and data which Pacific Island nations say is inconsistent and inadequate.
1: If you have garbage data, it's garbage in, garbage out. They don't really tell us enough about the biological and ecological consequences that are of of most concern to people in the Pacific or people in Japan living on the coast. Mm.
3: And people in the Pacific Islands fear that radioactive material could enter the food chain which could ruin economies and lives. International models have predicted that radioactive material from the Fukushima power plant is likely to reach New Zealand's coastal waters sometime between 2026 and 2031. However, our Ministry of Health says that it's likely to be well short of any levels that could cause health concerns. New Zealand's Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade says, that Japan's discharge of treated water will have a negligible radiological impact on people and the environment. But it also says that transparency and open communication are essential to alleviate fears in the Pacific. One way of doing that is to allow foreign scientists to conduct their own tests. And I'd like to see maybe the neighboring countries, just to build up trust and, and openness from China, Korea, to have their own scientists there and take their own samples. The Fukushima discharges could begin as soon as next month, and the Pacific Collective on Nuclear Issues says the only way to stop Japan now is for Asia-Pacific nations to mount a legal challenge.
1: The collective is now calling on Pacific governments to do that. China, South Korea, there are many options, and the idea is that you would take a case against Japan in the international tribunal in the law of the sea.
3: Meanwhile, the world can only watch and wait for any toxic fallout.
0: That was all in Poland in New Zealand. In Africa, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has condemned reports of airstrikes that reportedly killed 22 people in Omdurman, Sudan. The Sudanese army has denied carrying out the alleged airstrikes in the area on Saturday and blamed the report as propaganda by the rival Rapid Support Forces. Meantime, there are fears that the conflict could drag the country into a wider civil war and residents are calling on the two sides to end the fighting. Moman Almaki has more.
4: Fighting is still continuing here in the capital Khartoum between both warring factions in eastern Khartoum, uh, south Khartoum, eastern Bahri and also uh, here in Umdurman. The Sudanese army since the early morning uh, has conducted many airstrikes in south Khartoum and eastern Khartoum. Uh, also worth noting that there was uh, there were direct clashes between both warring factions in Al-Karakla neighborhood with heavy and light weapons. These uh, clashes lasted maybe for two or three hours. Regarding uh, the incident uh, about uh, the air strike, uh, the Sudanese army has denied implicated in this, uh, in this air strike. According to our sources, the army has conducted the artillery sharing from the engineers' corps towards uh, Western Umdurman in Umbeda's neighborhood. And this, uh, air, and this artillery sharing had led to the destruction of some civilian houses and had led to the killing of, uh, uh, of, uh, of also many civilians. But it wasn't an airstrike.
0: That was Moman El Maki reporting. In the Middle East, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has summoned his Attorney General to explain the police handling of protests against the Judiciary Reform Plan. The bill, which could limit reasonableness as a standard judicial review, was scheduled for the first of the three ratification readings in Parliament. Critics argue that such reforms may compromise the independence of courts and create opportunities for the abuse of power but the Israeli prime minister says the aim is to restore balance among the branches of government. Thousands have come out to protest the judicial overhaul bill ahead of the debate in parliament. Here's former chief political correspondent for the Jerusalem Post, Gail Hoffman.
5: The protests right now in Israel are having a huge impact on the policies of the Israeli government, both the quantitative protests and the qualitative ones. Quantitatively, We're talking about 27 weeks in a row of between 100 and 200,000 people taking to the streets. And the heads of the economy all protesting, uh, that's all made Netanyahu be careful about taking any steps without consensus. Netanyahu uh, moved forward a step that the opposition opposed going against what they had agreed on in their talks under the auspices of the president. And so the opposition suspended those talks in retrospect The opposition's decision might have been a mistake because they let Netanyahu off easy, really unshackled him from uh, having to reach a compromise with them. And as a result, Netanyahu is moving forward, even though it's with a particular bill that they did speak about it and relatively agree on during those compromise talks. I expect the compromise talks to continue in one way or another. Uh, sometime during the break that begins in August uh, that lasts all the way until the end of the Jewish holidays at the end of October.
0: That was Gil Hoffman, former chief political correspondent for the Jerusalem Post. Before we go, here's a recap of the top stories. China and the Solomon Islands have agreed to establish a comprehensive strategic partnership that's based on mutual respect and common development. There are fears of a civil war breaking out in Sudan as the UN chief condemns reported airstrikes that have allegedly killed 22 people. And thousands have taken to the streets across Israel as parliament prepares to vote on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's Judiciary Reform Bill. And that concludes this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Tian Yu. Thank you for listening.